0: Welcome to the Creative Table Podcast, a place where everyone has a seat at the table because we are all creatively made. I'm Stacy, and I am so very thankful that you decided to listen today. My hope is that you find blessings in the words that you hear. I'm going to start this episode off a little different than usual. I'm also going to offer a heads up as well as an apology In a moment, I'm going to play a little micro-interview I did with our grandson while he was over with us this weekend. That's the heads up. The apology is this. Trying to get a seven-year-old to stand close to a microphone while also staying engaged and not looking at the sound bars on the recording software adds up to horrible audio. I was chasing him with the microphone, therefore it wasn't near me, and it wasn't necessarily near him. You will have to turn your volume up for this next part, but I think you will find yourself smiling, and it will fit perfectly into the rest of the episode, I promise. Also, when you hear it coming to an end, I will give you enough time to turn your volume back down, so the return of my voice won't cause hearing damage. And with that, here's my mini interview with our grandson Liam. Are you ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. You gonna talk loud? (laughs) Just like you're talking to me, okay? Okay. Okay. What's your name? Liam. And who am I? Gigi. And what does that mean? I'm Gigi? Am I your grandma? Yes. Yes, okay. How old are you, Liam? Uh, seven. Seven. And what grade are you gonna be in? Second grade. Second grade. And what are you? What What are you looking forward to about starting school? Um, meeting some new friends. Meeting some new friends. Mm-hmm. Um, are you? Is there a certain subject that you like? What's your favorite subject? Reading. Reading. You're a pretty good reader. What are your favorite books right now? Magic the Magic House. The Magic House. And what's your favorite book in that series? Um, Hour of the Olympics. Hour of the Olympics. And who's the author of that? Mary Pope Osborne. A Mary Pope Osborne. Very good. Okay, so Gigi has a few questions for you about if you think about when you grow up. Okay, when you're a grown up. Okay. When you grow up, what do you want to be? A mailman. A mailman. And why do you want to be a mailman? Because I can deliver letters to everyone around the world. Around the world. Mm-hmm. And what does that mean to you? When you deliver letters, what does that bring to people? It means nice. It brings nice things to them. Is it a way that you can love people? Mm-hmm. And who else loves people? God. Yep. Who loves you? My family and God. Yeah. Okay. And when you grow up, what do you think your favorite thing to eat will be? My mom's homemade meatballs. Your mom's homemade meatballs. Is that your favorite thing to eat right now? Uh-huh. Yeah. When you grow up, what do you think your favorite thing to drink will be? Root beer. Root beer. Is that your favorite thing to drink right now? Yeah. yeah. Um. Do you like root beer floats right now? Yes. Do you think you'll like root beer floats when you grow up? I'll always. You'll always like root beer floats. Do you, what will your favorite dessert be when you grow up? Strawberry cake. Strawberry cake. Who makes strawberry cake? Minecraft people. Oh, Minecraft people. Is I that- mean, um, the only thing you can eat in Minecraft is um, strawberry <laughs> cake. So I take it you like you like Minecraft? Yes. Yes. And you think you're going to like Minecraft when you're a grown-up? All the time. All the time. Okay. And let me see. What is something else you'd like people to know about you? Um, that I'm very nice. That you're very nice? I think you're very nice. Um, what are you doing with Gigi and Pops right now? I'm spending the night over. Do you do that a lot? Yes. Yes. Do you come over a lot? Yes. And what do you do when we when you come over? What do we do? We eat donuts and watch Preston play. <laughs> we do more than that, but yes, we do that. That's donuts are our special Saturday breakfast, right? Mm. Uh-huh. What's your most favorite breakfast? Flakes. Frosted flakes. You like cereal? Uh-huh. What do you think your most favorite breakfast will be when you grow up? I'm probably not gonna eat breakfast like my dad. Your dad doesn't eat breakfast? No. Oh, my goodness. He's not going to. He's not going to listen. He's not. (laughs) What would you like to say to everybody? Thank you for listening to this. Hey, bub. Thank you for answering my questions. You're welcome. Okay. There you have it a horribly produced interview with a seven year old little boy who would have rather been out with his pops watching videos about how to play Minecraft. Alas, he indulged me. And my favorite answer was to the question of what he wanted to be when he grows up. A mailman. I actually was doing a little rehearsal with him as we were heading to do errands. And when I asked him that question earlier in the day, He said, because being a mailman was like delivering love, just like Jesus. I had the goofiest grin on my face when he said that. And as we were shopping for his brand new school backpack, I just floated through Target on that simple answer alone. Now, you might be asking yourself, what in the world could the title of this episode, Priceless and Precious Scars, And the sweet answers of a child have to do with one another. Well, I actually see that they have a lot to do with one another. Now, how I transition this is going to be the tricky part. You may know me personally, or you may know me through social media, or you may know me through the recommendation of a friend. However it is that you know me, You have no doubt heard part of my story by way of this podcast or another podcast or the direct telling from me or a friend. One thing that is consistent in my story is that there are a lot of scars. And I don't even have to know you to know that you too have a lot of scars in your life as well. They are simply a part of the brokenness of our human lives in the world that we live in. The connection I drew from my conversation with Liam and that you can draw the same from conversations with children in your life is that there isn't one of us who starts our dreams of life, those, when I grow up, I want to, and then fill in the blank dreams with the thought that they would be interrupted by wounds and scarring of life, that we will be redirected by other people's poor choices, and more often than not, by our own poor choices and decisions. And that what will be left behind will be a tangible scar. Many of those scars we will want to hide from the world. We will deem them ugly and unredeemable, and we will relegate them to a dark corner of our hearts and minds. Indeed, none of us starts out our childhood dreams like that. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Scars, they tell a story. In my life, and maybe in yours, They tell a story of how God redeems broken things. Will you indulge me? I'm going to take you on a small art history tangent just really quickly. Way back in the late 13th century, there was a Japanese shogun who broke one of his most favorite tea bowls. He was extremely upset and he sent it away to China to be repaired. Now again, this was back in the late 1300s, so it's not like there was UPS or FedEx. This pottery had to travel by horse, and then by ship, and then by courier, and then by horse again, and it had to do that all over on the return trip after the repair. Now when that bowl came back, the Shogun was so upset to find that it had been fixed, and I use fixed loosely, with ugly metal staples to join the broken pieces together. He tasked his craftsmen to finding a much more appropriate and probably more watertight way of repairing the broken pottery. And what these craftsmen came up with didn't simply fix the pottery, and it didn't hide away the damage, but it took the scars of the broken pieces and made art from them. This was the creation Of the art of kintsugi. Now when translated, kintsugi means golden joinery. It's the art of taking broken earthenware or pottery and using gold, silver, or platinum to join the broken pieces back together. Now obviously there is a, a lacquer or a resin that is used with that gold, silver, and platinum. But the finished piece is not uglier because it has been broken It is more beautiful because of its scars. This art has now become a part of Japanese culture. Another aspect of Japanese culture is that of something called wabi-sabi. And I'm probably butchering that. But wabi-sabi is the belief that there is beauty in every aspect of imperfection in nature. The word wabi connotes the artful anomalies the uneven lines, the crooked timbers, those things that arise from the process of natural construction. Think of seashells. They're not all perfect, and yet there's beauty in them. Sabi suggests the unexpected beauty of decay, the frayed edges, the earthly patinas that come with age. Here in the desert, One of the things that is highly sought after is something we call saguaro boots, or when a saguaro cactus dies, you want their spines. They're beautiful. And that beauty comes from the decay. You put those two together and those expressions point to the common condition of all living things, that we are finite and we are frayed and we are far from perfect. Perfect. A few episodes back, I shared a little bit about our son's fight and eventual loss in a battle with cancer. And if you follow me on social media, you may have listened to an interview I did just a few weeks ago over at Living the Reclaimed Life podcast about the start of my son's life. These two parts of my story were big, huge, giant scars. Scars created by circumstances out of my control. I was broken by these events. And from my human perspective, I was broken beyond repair. But God. But God is the gold and the silver and the platinum that has put me and is putting me back together. Slowly, but surely, over time, he is putting my broken pieces back together. And my scars are where his precious and priceless grace shines in my life for others to see. The scars of our broken family and our broken individual lives are truly signs of life after the storms. And so back to the interview with uh, our seven-year-old little man. In many ways, I see him as the gold in our broken family pottery. For the rocket scientist in me, his laughter and his funny stories and silly jokes and insights and his dreams, those are where God mixes in the gold and creates art worthy of a showcase out of our scars. You see, whether it's God's own kintsugi making beauty from ashes or his own version of wabi-sabi on display in the rough-hewn grace of our lives, Don't hide away the broken pieces. Your scars, our scars, they are priceless and they are precious. We went through many battles to get them. And even when they aren't fully healed, they are still worthy of bringing into the light and showing others that being broken doesn't mean we are useless and ugly. Being broken means that we are an incredible canvas for the artist to show off his masterpiece-making skills. So I'm not sure that this episode landed anywhere close to the mark that I was shooting for, but I tried. I hope you got some sort of blessing from it, and a reminder that you are not done simply because you have scars. You are a beautiful example of the grace and mercy of God, the creator of creators. I am wrapping up three more solo episodes for the remaining weeks of season one. It is crazy to think that we will begin season two in September. Yesterday, I recorded some amazing interviews with incredible people. They bless me, and I know they're going to bless you. In the coming weeks, I have several more interviews lined up. Season two is looking like it's going to be amazing. I'm so glad you are listening and reading and taking this journey with me. And until next time, go out and find a creative way to make someone smile.